You are listening to Anxiety and Depression in Patients with Gastric Cancer podcast. In today's episode, we will continue to discuss about the treatment of early gastric cancer. As stated previously, survival rates from gastric cancer outside of Japan remain this small. The reason that gastric cancer carries such a poor prognosis is that the presentation is invariably late in the natural history of the disease, with local extension or metastatic disease rendering the condition inoperable. Whilst chemotherapy, both neoadjuvant and palliative, has a demonstrated role in improving survival in patients with gastric cancer, the section with curative intent offers the only real chance of long-term survival in patients with operable disease. Around 19% of cases of gastric cancer in Western countries are inoperable at presentation in contrast to Japan where EDCs comprise 15% of gastric cancer detected. Early gastric cancer is defined as gastric carcinoma confined to the mucosa or submucosa irrespective of the presence or absence of lymph node metastates. In Japan, five-year survival rates following resection of EGCs exceed 90%. The detection of EGCs has, therefore, become the focus of endoscopic screening programs in Japan and the impressive overall survival rates for gastric cancer attests to the success of this approach. Population-based endoscopic screening, such as employed in Japan, is not in practice in is most other countries and it would therefore be immensely helpful to be able to identify individuals at risk of AGC so that screening endoscopy could be offered on a targeted basis. A good question is that could symptoms help re- predict those individuals who are likely to have AGCs? Referral guidelines for urgent endoscopy at least in the UK often include the so-called alarm symptoms such as weight loss, anemia, dysphagia and anorexia. Symptom analysis in patients aged 45 years diagnosed with gastric cancer has shown that fever then half described alarm symptoms. As one might imagine, alarm symptoms tend to indicate advanced disease and therefore urgent endoscopy frequently has little impact to the final outcome. Unfortunately, no symptoms complex has been shown to predict AGCs, and most patients with AGC are in fact asymptomatic or have non-specific dyspeptic symptoms. Since Helicobacter pylori infection is common, the magnitude of screening on infected individuals is also impractical. Serological analysis of pepsinogen 1 and 2 and gastrin levels has been employed in an attempt to non-invasively detect the presence of the atrophic gastritis. Several large studies from Japan have produced promising results using serological screening, although data demonstration sufficient and sensitively, especially in non-high-risk population are currently lacking. Let me talk about the endoscopic identification of early gastric cancer. As experience grew in the endoscopic detection of EGCs in Japan, it was felt necessary to devise a new microscopic classification of gastric cancers. The system was subsequently adopted internationally. The lesion that is felt endoscopically the, to presence of EGCs is denoted to 1 rather than TA 
as would be used in pathological staging. Lesions are the subclassified as being protruding, flat or excavated. Flat lash lesions are further subdivided according to whether they are completely flat or slightly elevated or depressed. In the West, most AGCs are identified because of the presence of an obvious mass or ulcer seen at endoscopy. Flat lesions are likely to be easily overlooked. Indeed, there are a lot of data from UK demonstrating that significant proportion of patients presenting with gastric or esophageal cancer had uh, have been endoscopy within the preceding three years at which time the diagnosis had been missed. Endoscopist error may be partly explained by the use of acid suppression medications that may cause reepilization and ma making or masking of an underlying malignancy. Another explanation is that our approach to diagnosis endoscopy is a patient with dyspeptic symptoms is to exclude peptic ulcer disease and not to examine the wall of the gastric mucosa of detail for subtle alternations in apprehensions. This is where our endoscopic practice differs from that of the Japanese. The vast majority of diagnosis upper gastri gastrointestinal procedures performed in the UK use standard weight light endoscopy Standard weight light endoscopy has its limitation when carrying out surveillance endoscopy for dysplastic pre-malignant lesions. This is clear from our experience of screening in Barrett's esophagus where repeated VLA with symptomic biopsy is time-consuming both for the endoscopist and pathologist and results is poor diagnostic yield. The Japanese have had the way in the adoption of technologies whereby the detection of AGCs can be enhanced. There are numerous established and emerging diagnostic modalities including high-resolution and magnification endoscopy, chromoendoscopy, point spectroscopy, fluorescence imaging and confocal endoscopy. These techniques are revealed in detail elsewhere. Chromoendoscopy is being increasingly in endoscopy units in the West. The technique involves a topical application of stains to aid the endoscopy visualization of less lesion. The nature and mechanism of action of the stain varies. Methylene blue, for example, stains intestinal type epithelium but not normal gastric mucosa. Let me talk about endoscopic therapy for early gastric cancer. As a result of the increasing numbers of EGCs that have been detected in Japan over the past 15 years, techniques have involved that allow EGCs to be treated endoscopically, thus reducing the morbidity and mortality associated with traditional gastric surgery. The complete loss of resection must not be compromised by the decision of utilized therapeutic endoscopy and patients must, therefore, be carefully selected with adherent and treatment guidelines. Lymph node metastates are a contraindication and endoscopic resection since formal surgical lymph node dissection of is required. The presence of lymph node metastasis correlates with the depth of tumor invasion and endoscopic ultrasonography 
In combination with endoscopy is helpful in staging tumor death and detecting perigastric nodal metastates. The two endoscopic techniques most widely used in the treatment of EGCs are endoscopic mucosal resection or EMR and endoscopic mucosal dissection. Both therapies are tissue preserving, allowing the specimen to be retrieved and sent for histology. This is a contrast in contrast to ablai techniques. There are a variety of different AMR techniques, however, these are tend to involve the use of a snare to remove the affected mucosa, often following injections of saline into the mucosa to elevate the lesion. EMR is generally limited to lesions 2 cm in diameter. Larger areas of mucosa can be removed by ESD, where more extensive submucosa injections is carried out, followed by dissection of the submucosa from the muscularis propria using specialized endoscopic cutting devices. ESD is claimed to have higher end block resection rates, and lower local resurgence rates the EMR.